J.J. McCarthy's first half passing attempts was like 30-something more than Caleb Williams this season. It was the most out of any quarterback in this draft. In seven of their 11 or 12 regular season games before the playoffs, they had 21-plus point leads or like something like that, like major deficits where he had to get taken out of the game and they ran the ball a lot. Avenue podcast back at you guys this week with another edition of Mock Draft Monday, our Mock Draft 3.0. But this time it'll be J Max Mock Draft that we'll be analyzing and breaking down. Super excited! All trades are included in this draft. The Broncos quarterback of the future, the Broncos wide receiver of the future, lots of a, lots of good players selected in this mock draft. We'll go ahead and hash it out all in today's episode. Uh, make sure if you're listening on YouTube, like the video, subscribe to the channel, comment down below throughout this episode what you guys think about this mock draft and let us know what, what would you grade this mock draft and what would you do differently um but with that being said uh j mac how are you doing man i'm doing good man uh got to play around with uh the draft stuff got to really do a deep dive today so that was fun but uh otherwise i'm doing good can't complain absolutely like i said another edition of mock draft monday let's get into it um so j mac this is your this is your show uh go ahead and take it away who do you have the broncos selecting first well, first, it was kind of rough. I had to run a few simulators because the mock draft simulators kind of be all over the place. They yeah. messed it up a lot. But I think the most accurate one, I, I had a sticking at 12. I don't really see a scenario where Washington is going to necessarily trade up. I mean, you know, want to trade down or New England is going to want to trade down or anything like that. I don't I don't really see that. So I, I have the Broncos sticking at 12. And I know a lot of people, a lot of mocks have us kind of sticking around and you guys going to take J.J. McCarthy. I know Sean seems to like him, but I think it's closer. We're going to see the combine. I think we're going to see, you know, a lot of the true stuff. I had us taking Bo Nix. Now, this is a guy I know everybody who watches the pod knows I'm kind of high on right now. I think that this is the safest pick for us. J.J. McCarthy is just a guy, in my opinion, that he's a high risk, high reward type of guy. You don't, I don't think he's going to be a quarterback that's going to be, you know, just an average quarterback. He's average quarterback. He's, he's either going to be really good or, just not good at all. But I was taking Bo Nix, 6'2". I mean, the guy is just – he's just a – I want to say he's just a baby version of Drake May almost. They're really identical in my opinion. I think Drake May is obviously better. But, I mean, the, the only knock I really see in Bo Nix's games is maybe his footwork. But we all know how that goes when it comes to grading quarterbacks. Footwork doesn't really – I, I don't want to say it doesn't tend to matter. but uh, that's it's an easy of, fix. Yeah, it's an easy fix. Like a lot of guys, you know, a, a lot of guys, they – try to knock quarterback down because of footwork like they did. Patrick Mahomes is a guy they say he didn't have great footwork. And look how he turned out. But it's an easy fix. And, I mean, he fits Sean Payton's scheme down to the number. I mean, he's been in college for four years, played in multiple systems, multiple coaches. And a lot of the coaches he played for kind of has that Sean Payton kind of mentality. Um, but I really like him. He stands in the pocket. He can make throws over the middle of the field. He doesn't really do anything that will lose you a game. And, and he's gutsy. So I think this is a Sean Payton pick, most definitely at twelve. I like it. Yeah, uh, obviously the both of us really, uh, really big uh, Bonex guys. Even after the Senior Bowl, I still really like him. Honestly, a lot of people keep asking me, DMing me, like, who do you think the Broncos are taking at twelve? I still, I, I think it's JJ or Bo. Uh, personally, I'm leaning more towards JJ, just in terms of like what I think the Broncos prefer. But 
yeah, I'm not gonna lie, J Mac. JJ is definitely uh, we've we ha- we talked a little bit about it off the off the uh, air last uh, a few days ago, our last episode, and he's been rising up my boards for sure. Like I would honestly at this point put him like right in the same tier as uh, as a uh, Bo Nix. I mean. A lot of people talk about obviously the the unknowns, the risk. Obviously, the, I 100% agree. I last episode um, saw people talking. Some some people talking about, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. You're just going with what the media is saying. And JJ McCarthy's only he's a big high. I, yeah, I bro, I I understand he's a high risk. I get it. But at the end of the day, I saw this tweet and I, I retweeted it for those of you guys that follow me on Twitter. J.J. McCarthy's first half passing attempts was like 30-something more than Caleb Williams this season. It was the most out of any quarterback in this draft. In seven of their 11 or 12 regular season games before the playoffs, they had 21-plus point leads or like something like that, like major deficits where he had to get taken out of the game and they ran the ball a lot. I mean, Michigan was playing to win games. They weren't trying to, they weren't playing to raise J.J. McCarthy's draft stock. Like at the end of the day, look, I get it. He's a very risky pick and I 100% agree with it. Um, But he's definitely, he's definitely risen on my boards. I mean, it's just when he did make plays, when he was like out there given the chance to make throws, it was a very high percentage that he was making some really, really, really efficient, impressive throws from inside the pocket um, and even outside the pocket as well. Um, but regardless, I don't know where J.J. McCarthy would be landed at in this mock, um, but I'm kind of at the point where I honestly would maybe prefer J.J. over Bo at this point. But honestly, I wouldn't be mad at all if it's Bo over J.J. Um, it's just a preference thing at this point. Yeah, I mean, this is just my personal mock. If I had to mm-hmm. put, you know, my money on it today, I think Sean probably will pick JJ just because if you go back and look at some of the, the offices he built with Drew Brees, he kind of catered around him. And you can kind of I mean, he's a guy that he's used to that. He's used to not really having to do much. And I think that's what Sean Payton is. I, I mean, it just seems like that's what he likes. But I think all in all, I think from a talent standpoint, I think Bo Nix is more talented, and that's why I went with him. And I think in today's NFL, it's gonna it's harder to get away with that type of thing. It's it's harder to get away with, you know, like hiding guys' talent and, and who they truly are, especially at quarterback teams. Teams are exposing that way more in today's game than they were ten years ago. But um, so I, I did have a trade. I traded um our I think a future second in next year's draft. Um. Yeah, it was a future second next year draft. I think it was a later – no, it, yeah, it, it was all just next year picks. It was a second-round pick that we had, and I think a future fourth and a future seventh for um, to the Atlanta Falcons for their second-round pick. I want to say it was pick 43. Yeah, I had us going all the way to pick 43 in the second round. I had us taking a Donnie Mitchell wide receiver out of Texas. Now, it, it was really out of him and Xavier Worthy for me. Um but I went ahead and did a Donnie Mitchell. He's kind of a bigger guy. Xavier Worthy, 6'1", a Donnie Mitchell, 6'4". But the crazy thing is, a Donnie Mitchell, he still runs a 4. He still runs a 4'4", four, 4'5". Four, four, he's fast. Um, the only thing that he really lacks, his weaknesses is that he's not he's not as twitchy as people will want to see as a wide exactly. receiver. Yeah, you know, nowadays people love the guys that's just strictly route runner. But, I mean, he's long. He's, he's a lean receiver. Very athletic. He's strong. Uh, takes long strides and he's still fast. He's not like, he's not, uh, he's not going to be like a Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle or any one of these fast guys, like an MVS or something like that. Kadarius Tony, but he still has a lot of speed to him. Um, he's flexible at his size. He has, he does have really good uh, footwork, great jab steps. I mean, the, 
I want to say that the weaknesses for him is just like a little bit of his route running. It, it isn't the best, but I think for a receiver at his size and Sean Payton's offense, he's not going to ask him to do that much. He's not going to ask him to line up in a slot. He's going to mainly play on the outside. Um, and me taking this pick is us. I don't really see us bringing back Tim. I know a lot of signs could be pointing to that, but I just don't know if Denver wants to go that route, have us trade him. Because, I mean, you got to expect that something was – a change was going to happen at wide receiver. I think Sean wants to bring in something else to kind of build a committee there. And that's why I went with, you know, us trading up in round two. We don't have a round two pick, by the way, but us trading up in round two to get him. Yeah, I like this pick a lot. Mitchell is one of my favorite receivers in the first two days of the draft. Um thought it a little bit interesting about the route running because I really like his route running. I thought I think his route running is very crisp. Um, his ball tracking is insane. Honestly, his game all around is like super smooth. It kind of reminds me, and let me know if you guys agree with this, it kind of reminds me of CeeDee Lamb, Loki. Like you watch him on tape, the route running, the I know the size isn't like similar between him and CD Lamb, but I don't know. He just gives me so reminiscent of CD Lamb at Oklahoma and even in uh, Dallas as well. I don't know. He yeah. just he kind of reminds me of a younger version of CeeDee Lamb, and he he's such a he's such a damn good receiver. Yeah, and plus he has really good body control in the air. Mm -hmm. Like he has really good body control. But yeah, so I have us trading up to get him. Um, in the third round, I had us keeping our third round pick. I went cornerback Kalen Carson out of Wake Forest. Now this was kind of tough because at this point, like it wasn't a lot of corners, and I don't know what Denver's gonna do in free agency. So this is really an early mock. But I mean, Kalen Carson is pretty good. He's not one of the top corners in the draft like he's not a top three guy but i mean he has strong hands um quick feet he watching his tape a little bit he didn't he's really good at tracking he's really good at following the receiver he's really good at anticipating what receivers do um he's six foot 195 so he's not the biggest corner but he's really versatile like i said great footwork great hips and I mean, he, he's really a good man, man corner. Mm -hmm. Now, zone, he's not a good zone corner that much. He does, he bites a lot. He um he, he bites a lot, takes a lot of risk. He can kind of get confused sometimes. But I mean, I think in the defense that we're gonna start running some more, kind of you go back on what we did a lot towards the end of the season and and like on the win streak, I think he would fit in well just because he's that man, he's a good man corner. And he's gonna be learning from Justin Simmons and Pat too when he comes in. Zone corner, zone coverage is an easy thing to fix. Now, when you if you if you're going to in into the league and you're struggling in man coverage, that's when things can get really tricky because you're gonna be put in a lot of situations where you're gonna have to run man. But I mean, zone his zone coverage can be fixed. But I really do like him. Um, I mean, he and he's really good at tracking the ball. That's really as a man corner, if you can track the ball really well, man, the sky's the limit for you. Yeah, he's a really good tackler too. Really, really good. Um, like you said, excellent man and man corner. They 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 call him his nickname's the walking seatbelt. So <laughs> take that. I mean, it literally speaks for itself. The dude is really, really locked down in man coverage. I mean, he just yeah. running the route for the receivers. Um, but I like that pick a lot, actually. I think um that'd be a really good pick out of Wake Forest. Yeah, and if you watch his highlights and everything, the tape on him, dude, this dude jams. Like it's actually like like he reminds me of like, I don't want to he, he he's just not as tall as people would like him to be, but I mean he's just hey he he's got that dog in him though. Mm -hmm. I mean it, just straight two man jams coming off the line. He did that to a lot of receivers. Uh, our fourth round pick I had us trading with Philly. Um, I sent uh, our fourth round pick. I traded back. I got two fifth round picks and a uh, sixth round pick in twenty twenty five. So we got the one sixty in the one seventy one. I had a stand put there and I had us taking Jaheen Bell, the tight end out of Florida State. Um, Bell, he's probably a top, he's, it's not even probably, he is, he's a top five tight end in his draft. This isn't the strongest 
um, tight end draft, but I did like him. I was surprised that he was there in the simulator, mm -hmm. but I can't really complain about him. I mean, he's he's fast for his size. He's not, but he, he's not that good of a blocker. He's mainly a receiving tight end. And for a lot of, he, he's kind of like, they have him listed as a slot receiving tight end. He runs a four or five. Um, he's, he's not that, he's six one. That's kind of short for a tight end. I don't know what they're going to do with him in terms of, you know, they might try to switch him, but if he does stay a tight end, he's he's kind of like a slim. It's just it's kind of hard to describe him a little bit. You watch his highlights; he doesn't really look like a tight end, but I could see him in his offense. He's a guy that can line up out wide. He can line up in the slot. He's a guy you can move around a lot, but he's not a great blocker. I just think Denver right now, if we don't go out and get a tight end, he's a great guy to throw in to catch some passes because that's really what we need. We need a guy that's quick. And he's quick. He's really, I mean, he runs a four or five, four or five for a tight end. That's damn good. I mean, but on blocking downs, his blocking does need a lot of work. Yeah, you hit it on the head. He, uh, for those of you guys that have been watching the mock drafts, I selected him in my 1.0, but I selected him with the 121st pick. So at 146, this is an absolute steal. Um, his <laughs> ball tracking, his speed, his, Jaheim Bell in open space is just like a mismatch nightmare. Um, so I, I like this pick a lot. The Broncos, I've been saying it for a while now, they need to come away with the tight end in the first four rounds, I, I, in my opinion. Greg Dulce is just, is just not getting it done with his health. Um, I know all prayers to the all prayers to the guy, but Broncos tight end room, probably the most disappointing unit in the entire NFL of all, all tight ends, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was really rough last year. Trotman was the guy, and I want to just go out here and kill Trotman. I mean, you know, it is what it is, but mm -hmm. I think Denver, the off, I mean, any quarterback that need a safety blanket, and last year the safety blanket was Corlin Sutton, and anytime your wide receiver won, it's just consistently, you know, your safety blanket, it was, or it was P. Ryan, and, you know, he's a yeah. third down back. So um, I, I think getting him, and he's, yeah, I mean, seeing him, like, fall that far, I mean, that happens all the times in drafts, so I think it's definitely realistic. But, I mean, hey, man, I would love him. I mean, because he's almost built like a receiver, but he's leaning yeah. like a tight end, if that makes sense. Like, if you can get – if he's just going to strictly play that, it's so many mismatches so many mismatches that you can do with him on the field. They're going to try to put linebackers or, you know, them those the slow linebackers dropping off edge uh, edge rushers and coverage and safeties. It's just – it's, it's an easy mismatch for Sean Payton. Yeah, he had a really good senior bowl too. Yeah, he did. Uh, so going into the fifth round pick, um, you know, from the trade with the Eagles, I had us taking Edge, Javon Solomon. Now, the reason why I had us, I know Bronco, I know you guys are probably like, man, why you had us taking the you waited round five to take an edge? Here's why I think the Broncos that's one position they will address in free agency. I don't think that that's going to be something that they wait to do. Um, if that was the case, I would have completely changed my mock draft, but I don't expect the Broncos to do that. I think they will go out within the first wave or two of free agency and get an edge rusher. I want to say at least a pretty decent one. Some someone that you know it won't be like we have to still draft an edge pretty early. But Javon Solomon, I mean, he's quick, flexible. He loves to bend. He, he loves to bend around the tackles. Um, he's explosive off the line. He he his handwork, his hand like watching him, like just how quick he is and how strong he is. I mean, it's I don't even know how this guy's grade is so low, but I will say yeah. edge in edge in this draft, it, it's pretty. It's kind of stacked. He has a really good spin move that's that, that they've already said is in a very NFL caliber. Has a great mortar. Uh, I'm sorry, great motor. Motor. Um, he's he's not a big guy, but he's toned. 
He has definition. He has a lot of weight on him, but he's not the biggest guy. But for an edge rusher, that's fine. You know, he's not like a, a defensive tackle where he's going to have to go up against straight guards and centers every single snap, but he's going, going against tackles. And him being a short guy, quick, and he's stout, it can sometimes create a mismatch for tackles. So I like the pick. Yeah, he plays with a really ferocious play style. This is one thing that jumped out to me. Like his motor is not comparable to a lot of the other edge rushers in this draft, in my opinion. He's mocked so low just because he's out. He's coming out of Troy. Like it's yeah. we're always <laughs> that's becoming more of a trend in recent years. Is like if you if you come in from if you're coming from a not so great popular college, you're probably gonna be mocked a little bit lower than your what your individual skill set is. Um, but he's a freaky athlete, man. Like you, you, per, you hit it on the head. Um, his hand usage is really, really impressive. Um, I think, he, yeah, he's going to be really, really good. He kind of reminds me like some of the flashes I saw um, just from like being a Broncos fan. He kind of reminds me of Baron Browning a little bit, the way he'll just randomly have those explosive reps. Um, if he, man, if he could, the, with his motor, he could be even better than Baron Browning. Yep. I said it this low, like he, I genuinely do see some uh, potential in this kid. Yeah. Um, still also in the fifth round, I had us taking Gabe Hall, defense alignment out of Baylor. Now, if you look him up, I don't know. I couldn't find his age, but uh, they have him listed as 40 years old on his Wikipedia page. But that's not true at all. But, uh, yeah, I thought that was that was pretty funny. But, I mean, hey, look, this dude's a unit. He's 6'6", six, six, around 295, 300. And I'm not going to lie. He has, he's huge. And he's exactly what you would think that he is. I mean, he's. He has a good spin move for his size. He's very agile for his size. He's very chippy, and he's he can move. Like, I'm not going to lie for a guy that's almost 300 pounds. He has really good footwork. He's very, I, I didn't expect him to be as agile as he was. He does a lot of finesse moves. For a guy 6'6", six, six, almost 300 pounds, yeah. that's crazy. He has he, he has huge hands. He A lot of his plays, he does a lot. Like, he's he'll be a really good run stopper. He's really good at pushing the centers and the guards back into the backfield, um, and I don't even know. Like, I, I think I'm trying to find his bench. Yeah, this dude, and he's a, he's an absolute tank. They said he bench presses 500, power cleans 465. He did 750 on the trap bar deadlift, squat 650. Like, that is – the dude's a tank. I mean, I'm surprised his nickname isn't tank. Um, but, yeah, he. I mean, getting him this late in the fifth round – I mean, you kind of expect a lot of defensive tackles. They're the, they're the ones that tend to fall a lot. Yeah. But I think him in the fifth round is an absolute steal, especially for the Broncos who need to address interior defensive linemen. If they don't go all out in free agency, he's a guy that can come in and can – you can throw him in a rotation. He's going to be better than Matt Hennigson. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he yeah, Gabe Hall's a big ass dude. He's and the the fact that he's so quick off the line makes it even like more impressive. He's really strong at the point of attack. Um he has a really good understanding like in just a split of a second like which angles to pursue to either stop the run or rush the passer. So, I think this is an absolute steal of a pick. I would be very surprised if he actually fell this low. Really? I mean, yeah. I I think I don't know, man. It's it's always those guys. Who, it's always the you always see good players that like has a name like out of those big schools that just tend to fall. I don't know why teams usually pass on him, but he he's just a guy I can see being there maybe in the fourth round. But I also wouldn't be surprised to see a team kind of take him early. Early is round three. Um, and lastly in the seventh round, I had us taking the safety. It wasn't really much left on the board, but um, just thinking about you know just, just thinking about what the Broncos could use. I don't see them really going after safety, but safety was a really thin position for us last year. It was times where we only went into the game with, I think, what, two? Yeah, yeah, two there was. Yeah, yeah there's like games with just two safeties. I'm like, what are we doing? Yeah, so I had us taking Evan Williams out of Oregon. Um, 
I didn't really unpack much for Evan Williams. Uh, he's he's really athletic. Um, he has decent speed, really good length. He, I will say a lot of his big plays came in the run game. Yeah. A lot of, you know, using his speed to come downhill and tackle. He's really good at uh, tracking the ball. One thing I will give him, though, I wasn't really expecting that from him, like just looking at him, but he's really good in, like, lining up. He's really good in, I want to say, man coverage a little bit. He gets really physical at the line. Um, and he's really alert for zone two as well. So, I mean, I don't know if he's going to fall to seven. You know, like I said, these these mock draft simulators kind of be all over the place. But, um, yeah, I mean I, I mean, I can see the Broncos taking the safety. Whether or not be him or not, but I can see the Broncos taking the safety in the later rounds just because we are really thin at that position instead of us going out and signing some veteran for cheap. I think the Broncos could use one of their draft picks on the safety. Yeah, it'd be the most George Payton thing to do to end off the draft with the safety because you have J.L. Skinner last year, you have DeLarn Turniel the year before, you have Jamar Johnson and Caden Stearns. Like he yeah. he does it every year where he yeah. tamed, he he always takes <laughs> DBs to end off the draft, especially safety. So this yeah this honestly would probably be the most accurate pick of this mock. Um, he I really like this pick though. He's like he don't get me wrong. He's mocked this low just because like his coverage needs work. But yeah. his blitzing ability, you watch his highlights, like all you're seeing is nothing but like tackles in the backfield. Um, really, really impressive tackler. He hardly ever misses a tackle. Um, his instincts are up there. Um, I think he could honestly, he's a really good safety. I would not be surprised if he's more of like a hybrid type player in the NFL. Yeah, I was, yeah, I, I was just gonna say because he's only he's six one two oh five. Like it's not like he's a you know like usually safeties be around the six two six three. And they just kind of, you know, standing alone. But I mean, he plays a lot towards the line of scrimmage. So I could definitely see him being, I could see them, yeah, like a hybrid, kind of like Caden Stearns a little bit. Like, you know, they're going to, I could see wherever he goes, if it's Denver to play him a lot in the box. Yeah, exactly. Because he's, he's got really good run support instincts. But that is my mock draft for right now. Um, I know it, it's, it's still early because we haven't even yeah. got free agency yet. The Broncos still haven't made any moves yet. But I think right now, this is, and two guys out of Oregon, but I definitely think, man, Bo Nix at 12 is the pick. I don't really – I know people at mocking us trading up to two. If Washington uh, trades down from two, it just goes to show that we dodged a fat-ass bullet with Dan Quinn. That's all I got to say. Yeah, if they did that, they might have to sell the franchise again. But with that being said, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Make sure you guys you are liking this video. Subscribe to the channel. Comment down below, like I said at the beginning of the show. Let uh, let us know what uh, you agreed. J Max first mock draft and our third mock draft on this channel. Um, if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, please go sh show support over there as well. Follow, turn notifications on. Um, also, link in the description. Join the uh, join the Broncos Avenue uh, Discord. Um, if you guys want to come chat uh, more in a group chat and everything, make sure you guys go, go do that. Link will be in the description. Um, we're about to hit 100 members, so uh, please go join that. Uh, but I'm your host, Samir Fair, with my co-host, J-Mac. To the next one, peace out, everybody. Peace out.